Cherry Pop Horror. Merry Christmas and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm your host Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your killer snowmen, rogue Santas, shadows of godly Saint Nick, or just your classic Christmas critters. Basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and unwrap your presents. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about our nice list, our naughty list, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or follow us on Twitter, at cherrypophorror. Okay, Merry Screamus. Yeah. Liking the new job? Yeah. Keeping you busy? Yeah, it is. Uh, I like the stuff that we sell. Because um, what do you, what, what do they sell? Uh, it's all like, I don't know if you've seen it at Mighty A, but it's all Peladone products. So like your Minecraft lights, like you've got like these. Oh! Like Naruto, Dragon Slayer. Oh. Um, we sell like Star Wars playing cards. We also do like, uh, what's the brand? Um, keyboards. Keyboards uh, and stuff like that? Yeah, keyboards like computer equipment. Um, PS4 and Xbox accessories. Because that's the thing, eh? if you're packing boring shit, you're not going to pay attention. Because someone was yeah. like, why don't you just work at Mito 10? And I was just like, but... It's boring shit. I'll be bored. <laughs> like, there's nothing interesting to look at while I'm doing my job. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, that's why I liked Mighty Ape as well, because I liked the stuff that we sell. So, mm. And then it was like going to Conahan's, which was fishing shit. Which is fun. Which is like, you know, I can do it, mm. but it's fucking boring. And it's so finicky because you and me we're, we're more like the nerdy stuff like, mm. like yeah. what I liked about working new release was to get to see all the like new movies come out and, yeah yeah and new games and new pop mm. vinyls and shit like that it was it was pretty fun yeah I mean like work sucks but it's like if you're dealing with something that you're interested in it's like it makes it more tolerable yeah absolutely well, you know like gets you through the day yeah <laughs> So, but no, it's cool. I love it. Yeah, I'm working upstairs now. Did I tell you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'm you're like, not fulfilling and doing all that shit anymore. No, no, I'm a category assistant. I help Ooh. run the the categories for like hobbies, collectibles, clothing. Cool. Stuff like that. So cool. I, build, I build all the pages and all that shit. Oh, sweet. It's pretty fun. Sweet. I've only been doing it for like three weeks, but yeah. I like it so far. Sweet. It's much better. I don't, I'm not being micromanaged, which is, yeah. which is lovely. Yeah. I'm not timed on my breaks or anything like that, yeah. which is That's <laughs> okay, good. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's good to sort of yeah get up to like that that level. Mm. Um, oh, that's good, man. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Mm. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror and Happy Holidays. Uh, we've got one one more holiday episode for you, and I'm joined this week by JP. Hello, JP. Hello. So we're celebrating the New Year's, or New Year's is just around the corner, rather. Mm. So um, have you got any like New Year's resolutions that you've managed to like you know hold on to? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, yeah, absolutely. I promised myself I wouldn't eat pizza for a year, and I did it. Yeah, but no one, no one ever. I don't know, man. Like, I think New Year's for me is like it's not really, really much of a thing anymore. True. It's like I feel like it's more of a like when you're younger, a teen, or whatever, and you go to your New Year's parties and all of that. Mm. But once once you get older and you have kids, it's like it's, oh true, it's fucking another night. Babe. <laughs> it's just another night yeah. trying to get the kids to bed. And... Years off to bed at eight o'clock, you know. <laughs> eight o'clock. Oh wow. No, me and my uh, maybe ten. Yeah, me and my partner try and stay up for midnight. Yeah, but like because we get up at like six, seven in the morning. 
like by the time we hit midnight, we're like, hey, okay, let's go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> but I mean, like, if there was anything that, I mean, it's not so much a resolution, but I, I did, I mean, I drink, but I don't drink to excess. Like, I haven't had a hangover in over 10 years. So. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. So if there was any kind of, if that was a New Year's resolution. Yeah. That's probably, that's, that's pretty good. Say, but. I did it earlier. I always do the like I'll I'll try to eat less takeout on the weekends and stuff like that, and mm. <laughs> kind of works. Yeah, I go from like you know twice on the weekends to just once on the weekends yeah. for like at least a couple of months. So that's something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our movie this week is all about New Year's, although you hardly no, know it's it really. really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week it was both my and GP's first time watching Terror Train from 1980. Was it 1980? 1980, on the dot. Wow. And I was like, this is this is the same year that Friday the 13th came out. It's the year I was born. Wow. Mm. Now everyone knows how old JP is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, 13 years before I was born. Wow. I can't do the math on that. I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> I'm, I'm 30. I'm old, man. 30. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. Yeah, I just started that new job and everything like that. And my boss is just like, oh, yeah, you know, you've got kind of the hard and finicky categories. But that's all right. You're young. And I was like, I'm 30. Mm. He's like, you're the same age as me. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Just got a baby face, man. Yeah. 
Nice. So we open on a campfire. We get some rock music playing. It's sort of a winter college party. It's snowing. There's laughing. There's everyone chugging drinks and everything like that. It's Happy New Year's as they chuck a, a giant New Year's banner onto the bonfire. Mm. And you can see it's got the, like, what do they call it? The, like, Omega symbols and everything. Uh, like, what is it? The fraternity stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College fraternity. That kind of stuff. So we, you get the idea immediately what 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 we're kind of in for. Yeah. <laughs> that weird American culture, the college culture. Yeah, where it's all about hazing and torturing your friends and, you know, everything like that. Mm. Some guys talk about how one of them ended up with the hot girl. In, Ooh. In reference to Jamie Lee Curtis. And in all fairness, she looks great. Mm. She looks great in this movie. She's a bit skinny, though. She's very, very skinny. They say that she's... Pro- oh, they say that um, her boyfriend's probably sensitive and chicks dig that. Mm. At the time, I thought they were talking about... Um, God, what's his name? Kenny? Or whatever mm. his fucking name is. I thought that Kenny was dating Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Yeah. But I don't think they are, right? I don't know, man. I don't know who was dating who in that movie. I think... To be honest. Because like, they were kind of into change. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Like, I, was just, I don't know, man. It's just college party. Yeah, I think I think he might be um, Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend might be lending her out so that Kenny can lose his virginity. I yeah. think that's what's going on. It's that weird thing about like you know you've got to lose your virginity during mm. college and everything like that. Hazing, hazing. Yeah. Uh, also, we got a, we got a shot of our most most of our main characters. We got what Kenny Jackson, Mo, and Doc. 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 Yeah. And I don't know what it was. There was a particular angle or the lighting that they used or something like that. Mm. And I just went, these are like 35-year-old men. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, they're quite good at hiding it. You know, they'll use shadows and shit like that. But you could see all the crow's feet down their eyes and everything like that. And I was like, these are not teenagers, Mm. not even fucking close. Steve McQueen in the in the blob, the original blob, yes. and it's just like, yeah. If he's like, teenager. no man, you, you can't pull it off, God bless you for trying though. Yeah. Um, there's a decent, mm. decent number of guys um, who leave following her, and we, we do learn that the, the virgins wear beanies. Mm. Again, really weird. And it looks like a Jewish cap. Yeah. It looks like the little Jewish cap, knitted, knitted beanie things, mm. and until you lose your virginity, you have to wear it. So it's just weird. Yeah. It's just so, so weird. Kenny is tricked into shaking a fake hand. <laughs> yeah. I think this is by Jackson, isn't it? I think. They're like, they're, he's like, oh, dude, shake my hand. And he's like, mm. oh, it's cold. And it's, uh, well, I thought it was a prop hand, but I think it is actually a corpse. Yeah, it could be. Because they, they mentioned that they're in medical school. Yeah, they're mid students. And I think later he mentions that it was a real body. Mm. They had like, snuck out of the morgue or something fucking morbid man yeah (laughs) it's weird eh like how that was like that's the prank is the yeah it's like how we got you we got you with a corpse you're like that would get anyone what are you talking about (laughs) we also learned that um they're all learning they're they're all heading to med school we meet mitchy and alana Mm. alana being jamie lee curtis and mitchy being her best friend they sort of prep themselves for the fact that she's about to lose her virginity to Kenny, question mark? Yeah. Is what I thought, but I don't think so. Mitchy hurries her to the bedroom. Kenny heads up the stairs. This is our little sort of wormy nerd, quote-unquote yeah. nerdy kid. Skinny little lad with his little beanie. So he's a virgin. Uh, he heads up the stairs. There's so many fucking blinking lights yeah, <laughs> in this so. room. 
I thought I was going to have a fucking seizure. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I was in, was in there a bit too where it was like Mitchie and um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. What's her name? Uh, Alana. Alana. Um, and they're like, oh, I really like what you've done with the place type thing. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mitchie says something like that. Mm. And it's just like, it's just blinking fairy lights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which, sure. Whatever, man. <laughs> this is very odd, as everyone is a, as sort of around when they're meant to have sex for the first time, is what my thoughts were, because there's, like, Mitchie standing in a doorway, like, ushering Kenny along, and there's, like, other frat guys who are just like, yeah, man, go get her! Yeah. And I'm just like, this is fucking weird. Mm. Like, I would not be... It's virgin scre- or it's not... screaming sit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> virgin or not virgin. Like, I don't want, like, a crowd. Mm. Like... <laughs> This is fucking weird. Well, I guess, again, like, to me, like, from what I've learned from about fraternities and stuff, I've probably learned most of it from movies, mm. is that they're all, like, orgies and, you know, and it's rapey as fuck. It's yeah. It's like, you know, it's just, it doesn't... Doesn't scream, like, higher education or... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure there are people there that go and do that, but then they'd probably be considered nerds, because it's like they were Yeah, they, I feel like those are the ones who stay in, like, the dorms, mm. and then you've got the frat houses, yeah. which just seem to be, like, that kind of stuff, the yeah, rapey and the I find sex bizarre, obsessed. It's like, and... well, no wonder they've got, like, this um, sort of stigma of being fucking weirdos. Yeah. You know? like... And that... They're, they're... They're creepy as fuck. Mm. And maybe that's just where the rich kids go. Because, you know, they don't have to study. Because daddy will just pay for it or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's how it works. 80s douchebags. Woo! <laughs> we get them in every movie. Yeah. Uh, Kenny sees Alana, who heads to the bedroom, as Mitchie gestures for him to follow. Being like, go, get him. In the bedroom, Alana hides behind... Well, I can't remember what they were... I've just put curtain. I thought it was like a mannequin or something. It was like positioned... Like a yeah, and it's got those weird bed curtains yeah. as well. I can't remember what they're called, but she's she's sort of yeah. You're right. She's crouched behind a mannequin mm. behind that bed curtain thing, and she's she asks Kenny to undress. He's shy, but she sort of encourages him to to get along, and yet take your clothes off, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not far off. That's how sad it is, though. <laughs> Because he, like, he takes his shirt off, no problem, and then, like, he starts unbuttoning his pants, and he's like, maybe I don't want to do this. And I'm like, that is the correct I, move, I, my dude. I thought he was just, like, fully into it, just, like, starts taking his clothes off. And I was just like, geez, like, like, <laughs> like he's lost the, the, the innocence, and now he's just like, plus we did, yeah, I'm just going to And he's uh, fucking skinny as well. This yeah. kid is super, super skinny, mm-hmm. and just standing there in his tighty-whities. And then, <laughs> and then he heads to the bed. He's tricked as he touches the mannequin and it falls over to reveal that it's actually a dead body. Mm, a full corpse. Just a full-on corpse. With some, like, sort of look like open wounds. Yeah. It looks like a murder victim. <laughs> might might have been one of those, like, um... Oh, God, we had them in reanimation as well. The, like, you know, so people can practice doing an autopsy? What were they called? Just a, a practice body or something mm. like that. It might have been one of those. He freaks out. This is Kenny. Kenny freaks out. Cadaver? Is it a cadaver? A cadaver. That might be the right word, yeah. He freaks out and he twirls like a ballerina, tying himself into the the bed curtains. And I put, he hangs himself, question mark? He just drapes down and it's like he's going, ah, ah. And then it's like. It goes on for like 20 seconds as well of him spinning, just going, ah. But his his scream like. (laughs) 
the pitch goes down. So it goes, oh, you. Does it go going. slow motion or I can't remember? I don't it, know. Oh, it it's fucking like, stupid. I cracked up. I I, I like, laughed. Yeah. I I was like, I'm, am I meant to be taken? Like, oh Jesus! I was like, damn. Like either that guy's like the curtain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> you you're, actually, you're at a loss for words. Wow, it's just, it didn't make sense. I was, <laughs> like I like I said earlier to you, like. I was expecting him to fall off the bed and fly out the window. Yeah. Or, you know. Fall over, fall off the bed and, like, hit his head in a dresser or fall out yeah. the window or something like that. But no, he just twirls himself and then... <laughs> and then, yeah, credits. And then we kind of cut. Is it credits? Yeah, credits credits roll. Train. <laughs> and I was just like, what the, what the fuck? Okay, sure. It reminded me of, like, about a month ago we record, we, we did um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. And you know how when they die, they just twirl a lot and then explode? Yeah. <laughs> I was having flashes of that. Is it fucking the main character in that? It's like Mike Tobacco or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, credits roll as we watch a train pull out of a hangar. We get title card, Terror Train. And then we get another title card telling us that this is three years later. Mm. New Year's Eve, three years later. A bus bus pulls over on the side of the road as college kids filter out and they grab their bags, including our titular Alana, as well as the other frat bros we met. Jackson and Moe and Duck. (laughs) See, for for the first half of this movie, I thought that the kid who hung himself was Doc. I thought that's what his mm. name was. There, there was two guys that looked kind of the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I thought she uh, that Alana was with a new guy, but I think she was always dating Doc. And then Doc like lent her out for Kenny or something like that. I just so. couldn't. I couldn't get. I couldn't get. I couldn't figure it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to board a train for the New Year's party. Mm. This is actually a real, really cool idea. Boarding like a night train and like having a party. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That would be a mean ass party. Better than like a, a party bus or something like that. Hmm. Um, Jackson makes a toast as it's their last year in college. Everyone is in kind of costumes. He's dressed up like a lizard. And they offer the bus driver a joint. But in the like cigarette case, he just puts his finger through and they all think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's, and the guy's like, nah, I don't want a joint. I was like, it's just a finger, dude. Take the joint out. <laughs> everyone cheers as they board the train, wishing everyone a happy new year. The conductor joyfully greets them as well. He's way too excited to have a entire fraternity of college kids on his train. He gets to take the train out for a night, you know? He's happy. Oh, true. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I was wondering why he wasn't so fucking grouchy. Because I was like, fuck, I've got to babysit, like, 60 drunk college kids. <laughs> he was he was living the dream that night. We, we, we meet Ed, who was also one of the frat bros, who... I'm not even sure what his costume was. He's got, like, one of those fake bellies and, like, the, the tailcoat and everything like that. He's the one cracking awful jokes. Wasn't I thought he was supposed to be like one of the like Marx Brothers or something. Like he was. Is that who he was meant to be? I, I have I, that's what no I, well, idea. I'm not really like too familiar with those like the Marx Brothers or anything like that. But that's who I thought it was either mm. one of the was it Groucho with the big moustache and the right yeah yeah yeah. But then it was 
yeah i don't know i don't know if it was like the actor of groucho playing a character and that was the you know that was the bit yeah i don't know man it was all i know is that those jokes were not funny but everyone thinks they're fucking hilarious Mm. it's they're just like really really grown worthy puns like i love a good pun Mm. but these were just awful i think it was like that thing like he put on his little show and it it was because he was was no uh, fuck man this film man eh? um, <laughs> trying to trying to logic this film out it's fucking hard like, I was just like I can't be bothered I'm so tired watching this and already I'm like I can't follow what the fuck is going we were this is like 15 like, minutes in and I was yeah. already like zoned out and I was like wait who are you <laughs> this is a thing like, I couldn't remember anyone's names uh, Ed makes constant <laughs> jokes about a blow-up doll, is what I put. Yeah, that's right, yeah. At the back of the train, the conductor helps load in some trunks that belong to a character we meet later called The Magician. David so fucking his, Copperfield. Yeah, <laughs> his name's in, in the credits. I was like, what? Like, the David Copperfield? Like, The Magician? <laughs> David Copperfield and his assistant, this ginger-haired woman. Uh, Ed tries to engage with the guy, but... Um, the magician just kind of ignores him because he's not funny. He's mysterious. David Copperfield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I think his character is literally just called the magician. I thought his name was like Ken. Is it? I think so. Okay. I remember later in the film they're calling out to him and he's like Ken because that's where I was getting confused because it was Ken and then Kenny. Oh, true. Oh, maybe they were just calling it. I don't. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, the conductor talks to Maggie, who's like the, his dispatcher or whatever like that. She said she's worried about um, having all these party kids mm. and what happens if someone gets hurt because there's no radio on the train. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, okay, yep, yep, okay, we're setting this up. Great. But then they call people later. Oh, no, they call down the train, don't they? They've got like an in-house... Com system, yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> they dance together. She's in a wheelchair. It's very cute, and he bids her, he bids her good night as mm. the train whistles. Alana and Doc kiss as everyone starts to board the train. Um, they look over and see that Ed's playing another one of his great jokes, where he's been stabbed through the stomach with a sword. <laughs> And we're like, good one, Ed! As they board the train, I'm like, you fucking dumbasses, like... <laughs> Did you see him get stabbed? No. Neither. I think he just waddles over with the sword through him. Right. And I was just like... I was like, okay. did I miss something? Like... No, I don't think we actually see him get stabbed, but as everyone boards the train, he kind of stumbles over, dying. Yeah. And they're like, oh, great one, dude. I'm like, he's... He's dead again, huh? <laughs> Everyone thinks it's him still cracking jokes. Everyone else boards the train as someone takes Ed's costume off him and takes the sword out of his stomach before rolling him onto the tracks. Mm. I thought this was pretty cool. Because then we get to see the the conductor rings the bell and we watch as the train rolls forward over Ed's body. Mm. And we get a very satisfying squelch. Yes. That was great. Love it. Mm. Not sure it's an effective way to get rid of a body, but heat of the moment. Yeah. It'll do. And we're off. The lights to the station go out as the train pulls away. Alana and Mitchie kind of have a chat, and we learn that Alana is graduating early. This will also be her last year, and Mitchie will get a new roomie. Hmm. Who I think is... Oh, yeah, she was that girl that came in. That girl who dressed up like a bunny? Is it the same girl that Mo later, like, 
um, almost has sex with. I don't fucking know. I assume she was a bit of like a kind of seemed like a space cadet. Oh right, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to be your roommate. And I was just like, oh fuck, I hate this girl. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck this movie, man. Mm. Um, the killer watches from from the side as this interaction happens. He's like round the corner, and I put, is this? Is it just Kenny? Surely not. Mm. There's got to be a twist, right? It can't just be Kenny. Um, the two girls hug, almost like they're saying goodbye. Alana promises all, promises they'll always be friends as the killer slinks away in the background. Mm. Meanwhile, in one of the carts, the party is in full swing. A girl comes along, comes past looking for Ed. It's Ed's girlfriend, I think. Who I think is called Pet. <laughs> which is not a name. <laughs> Uh, but no one's seen him. Hmm. No, no one knows where Ed is. Where's Ed? Where's Ed? Meanwhile, we, we cut away to the, like the crew of this train quite a lot. Oh God, I know. And it just means it amounts to almost nothing. Hmm. Like the conductor's the only one who kind of does anything in this movie, and yeah, but he was... never does anything while he's to- talking it with just his coworkers. Felt like they were just talking about the good old days all the time, type thing. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What is? who's this movie about? Is it about the people on the train having the party? Is it about the conductor and his little crew? You know, because there's like that, that bit and it's all like they're having a cup of tea and it's like, you know, oh, the steam trains are coming back. Yeah, they're discussing you know, the, the cost like, of gas over coal and that's why trains are going to have a comeback. And I was like, lol. <laughs> Trains are on the comeback. Trains are the future. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not happening. The coal shoveler yeah. is, uh, heads off down, down. I guess, to shovel more coal. Yep. <laughs> I'm guessing. At the party, the magician watches from behind a curtain. Yes, this is our David Copperfield. Amazing. He's kind of handsome in the, in the 80s. Is he still around? I believe so. Does he, does he do Vegas now? I don't know. Nah, he's he's like way way too big for Vegas. Oh, really? Vegas. Fuck you, man. He made like the Statue of Liberty disappear. He walked through the Great Wall of China. And he's done a whole lot of other shit. I need to look up this shit. Because I know the name David Copperfield and I knew that he was a magician. But I don't think I've ever like watched his I feel like I saw a lot of it in the sort of late 80s early 90s like they used to have TV specials like just a Copfield makes the Statue of Liberty disappear and it was like him in New York you know doing like David Blaine I guess like on the street performing doing things or they'd have a clip from obviously like his show that he puts on in New York and then his big finale is the making the Statue of Liberty disappear. So he's the one that like Angel and everything like that copied to do their thing. He's just like I guess like you know the magician of that time. Of that era. Mm, Like he was the man. He's got he's got some swagger to him. Like he's got style. I like him. Yeah. Um, He calls them he calls the the kids a rotten crowd Mm. and he's, he's we do learn that he's kind of very serious about his work. His assistant suggests doing some close-up magic to kind of warm, warm up the crowd. Mm. In the seniors' cart, that is only for people graduating this year, they talk about the celebrations they used to be, but because of what happened to Kenny, a lot of them got kicked out of school. 
Yeah. But not the six of them that instigated the entire fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> so I'm like, Alana, Mitchie, Doc, Jackson, Ed, and, and the other one, Mo. Mm. The six of them did not get kicked out of school, despite the fact that they're the ones that did the prank yeah. that means that they can't party like that anymore. Okay. Logic be damned. <laughs> Logic train. <laughs> Welcome to Logic train. <laughs> Uh, it was meant to be a joke, but it went too far. Um, Doc said he was working at the medical center. There was a corpse they had that was basically falling apart. And that's what he took to make the mannequin in the bed. Mm. And I guess the the fake hand was actually the real hand as well. Because it just fell off the corpse as well. Yeah, because the... Did he say that when he when he shook the hand earlier that it was cold? I think so. Yeah. Mm. He was like, I feel oh. like if you've got a, a limb that's been out of the freezer for a while, it wouldn't be cold. It would be like room temperature, and it would fucking stink. Well, they are outside though, and it's very very cold. Yeah, but the flesh. I mean, it was kind of green. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, it was green grey, wasn't and, it? You know. I know it's a movie, but it's just like, you know, the fucking decomposition of corpse is pretty fucking gross. And yeah. like if you were to find like a human remain of a, like a bone with a tiny bit of flesh on it that's been in the ocean and it's washed up, that shit will fucking stink. I can imagine. Mm. It's like when, when in movies they're just like, oh my God, there's corpses in the wall. Yeah. And like, you, you would have been able to smell that. Yeah. Like, the second you walked in the neighborhood. Mm. Like, (laughs) the whole Dharma thing. Like, you know, everyone could fucking smell the corpses. Yeah, and he almost got caught, like, 30 times, but nobody fucking did anything about it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's where my mind goes. That's probably why I didn't take in any characters, because I'm, like, going, hang on a sec, because the fucking hand, you know. You're like, this this movie's fucking stupid. they, They would have taken the corpse probably maybe the night before, because... And then you'd have to store it somewhere. True. Would they have a chest freezer? And then they'd have to prep it because they made it sort of look. And it would get like room temperature. It would start getting slimy. It was like it would leave. They would leave a fucking trail. <laughs> That's unless fucking... they had it in like, like a, a snail trail, just a corpse. Well, oh, you know. That's fucking yeah. Unless they right, just chucked it, would... it in a body bag and fucking did it that way, but it would be fucking slimy and yeah, it wouldn't. It would be falling apart even more than it already was. Especially if it's... wouldn't be able to stand in there and be all like, come get it. Come get me, big boy. <laughs> you know? Like... She'd be sat there holding her nose, just going, she's... Starting to get too realistic on this one. I mean, he was a virgin. Maybe he's just like, maybe that's just what vagina smells like. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Alana bursts in, breaking the conversation, uh, and he accuses her of instigating the prank as well, because Mm. she's the one who led Kenny in. We do learn that Kenny didn't die, because I did think he hung himself, and I was like, so the killer can't be Kenny, right? Mm. We do learn that Kenny didn't die, but he did end up in a mental institute after he had a breakdown. She blows a, a party blower in his face and flops over onto Mo, and the seniors send the newbies away with a bottle of alcohol. Mm. With their little, the, they're still doing the beanie cap thing for the virgins. The coal shoveler is still talking about how the rail is going to have a comeback. Is my next note. 
<laughs> he's still gas bagging back. Yeah, like, the price of gas, you know, that keeps going up, but trains. <laughs> the conductor disagrees, thinks he should have retired five to ten years ago, is what he says. So we've got that grizzled old man thing going on again. Mm. I should have fucking retired last year. I'm too old for this shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He just needed to be like a retired detective who now runs trains and it would have been perfect. (laughs) Mitchie emerges from her room. The killer is watching. She gets a scare from him but thinks it's Ed Mm. because the costume. Yeah, because of the costume. He offers her a joint. She takes it, not realizing that the finger in the box is now a real finger, not a fake finger. But wouldn't there still be a hole though? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you've you've given up on this movie, man. (laughs) You're like, I was expecting some 80s kooky fun, and you're just like, fuck this shit, man. (laughs) I'm with you, man. Like, I I had to make these notes. (laughs) Well, it's funny, because it's like my my daughter actually came in while I was watching it. Yeah. Like, like the sort of last sort of maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she started asking me questions, and I was just like, look, man, I can't explain this. Listen, Spawn, I've got no answers for you. Like, this movie makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um. Um, Mitchie leaves with her joint, I guess. He follows behind her. They walk past some girls and then bump into Jackson in his lizard costume. She gets away while, um, while Jackson distracts the killer by complimenting his... Quote unquote, great joke with the sword. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're, you need to like raise your bar for comedy, man. Because mm. <laughs> that's fucking, that's fucking low. Yeah, they were all pretty lame. And he won't stop laughing about it either. He's drunk. He's, he's very drunk. But he thinks it's the funniest shit that's ever happened. Mm. He says it's way better than anything Doc could have done. And he offers the killer a drink. Jackson puts on his mask, his lizard mask, and invites the killer to follow him. He pours them a drink in the bathroom, because I think that's where he was storing his, like, bottle of booze. It was weird, because it was all like... Didn't he, like, interrupted Mitchie and the killer? Mm. And then he was all like, something rather to the the killer, and then he walks away. And then he's like, ah, actually... Do you want to have some of this top quality alcohol or something? It's something like that. Like, it's just yeah. Again, it's, I was just like, what, what was the point? Like, like these. It's not how people interact. Yeah, like, he's all like, "Oh, see you later, bro. Good to see you. See you out there or whatever." And walks away and then goes, "Oh, actually, actually, do you want to come and have a drink, man?" Yeah, like I don't know. He pours him a drink. He the killer reveals his face to Jackson before smashing Jackson's head into the mirror. Mm. We do get a note that Jackson recognised whoever it was under the mask. And at this point, I was still like, surely it can't just be Kenny. Mm. It wouldn't be that simple. You're not going to do anything. It, it is. It is. Yeah. It's just Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even just like, I don't know, like, smashing his head into the glass. And it was just like, man, that dude was way bigger than him. Like They don't even, like, try to build any suspense with, you know, he's hiding among you or anything mm. like that. But I felt as well that it was like any of sort of like the gore or the violence was just split second. Like you saw his head get smashed into the mirror and then that was it. 
Yeah. The guy got run over by the train. It was just like a little, you could sort of see a little bit of him and it went, and then that was it. And it was just like, I felt that it was. It was blue balling you with the, with the yeah. sort of horror of it, I, like, I guess. Where's, you know. It's keeping you in suspense, but not giving you the payoff. Mm. Well, I say suspense. <laughs> it's just like that thing, like I hate it in some horror movies. It's like when, for example, somebody goes to get their throat slit and the knife goes to their throat. And then it's like, and it cuts. Whereas mm. I want to see it go, and then the neck open and it's spray, you know, that yeah. kind of shit. It's like, you know. You, you kind of want the payoff for it. Yeah. And for like an opening kill or something like that, to keep the suspense of like how the killer kills you or mm. who the killer is or what weapon they use or whatever. Sure, the opening kill, you can leave it a well, bit I mean, it's a, a, a bit ambiguous. It's a good example as well of like another, another sort of way to do it too is like uh, Scream, like the first kill in that the boyfriend getting disemboweled. It's like, you don't see it happen, but it's fucking out True. Even with, um, even with Drew Barrymore's character mm. in Scream, the, the, as, as the second kill of the movie, I guess, mm. they leave it kind of ambiguous. She's kind of, she, she gets stabbed a bit and then, then you see her what strung up in the tree. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Her parents come home. Her parents come home and she's like strung up in the tree. Mm. And I was like, great. Like, we don't know exactly how he did it or how the chase went or anything like that. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, it builds. But this mm. movie is just like, nope. Yeah. Here <laughs> it comes. Oh. Yeah. Alana and the other seniors hang out. We learn that this party wasn't uh, Alana, wasn't Moe's idea, but he is taking the credit for it. Moe. Because, mm. uh, was it Doc? Moe's the bird man? Moe's the bird man yeah. who's dating Alana. Okay. I think. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, okay. I'm but then later he gets there in a relationship. <laughs> later he gets mad and then tries to sleep with someone else. Or anyway, we'll get to that. <sighs> but this this boyfriend Mo keeps getting. We, we learn he gets kind of set up by Doc. Mm. He's often the fall guy for Doc's shenanigans. I know he's a jerk, but he's you know he's my best friend. He's my best, and I'm getting yeah. some 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 gay vibes from from that pair. But we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. We learned they spiked the alcohol that they gave to the newbies. That that bottle of alcohol that the the virgins ran off with was apparently Doc spiked it with something. Was it absinthe? Is that what he said? I, he held up a bottle. Oh, that's what I thought anyway. Because oh. even when he said spiked it, and I was like, "What?" I was thinking maybe LSD. Then I was right. like, yeah, "Cool," because these guys are going to like trip out and then get murdered. Or yeah, I was expecting this to come around, and it doesn't. It, it, again, it amounts to nothing. I think it's just that thing of just like going, "You want to hate Doc? Doc's a fuckwit." Oh, he is a fuckwit. Yeah, he's total fuckwit. <laughs> But 100%. I think that's the thing, like, everything that he was doing was just like, oh, this guy's a fuckwit. Like, how does he have any friends? Yeah, like, why does... How does he have a girlfriend mm. as well? Mitchie, Mitchie and him are dating. And I was like, how do... Mitchie seems all right. Why yeah. is she... This guy's an asshole. Anyway. Uh, Alana storms out as... Uh... Who are these people? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> as... I'm watching. As apparently she she accuses Doc of not being able to have fun without hurting people. Hmm. And Mo follows her. <laughs> he tries to apologize to Alana, they make it up and hate on Doc at the same time. The bathroom next to them stinks like alcohol, they say. Hmm. And then they storm out. I assume the bottle smashed or something, right? Of whatever whatever he was drinking. We see the door unlock. And the killer emerges and then relocks the door behind him. Yeah. So do you, has he has he got like the universal key then? Must do. That the that the that conductor has. That he had killed one of the workers. 
already. Well, maybe he got a key. That's I. I don't know how he got the key. Maybe the dispatch lady. No, because the train whistles and then they're away, like straight away. I don't know. I don't know how he got it. Maybe it's just one of those hairpin things, you know, where you do the lock picking thing with a hairpin. No, it was a key. Was it, was it actually it was a key? key. Alright, I have no fucking cute clue, man. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. No I was idea. like, well, maybe he's he's gotten someone else. Mm, like, maybe, maybe he'd he got one of the train workers yeah. and now has their key. Because mm. we also had those other workers, like the ones in the white yeah. uniforms and the red Where hats. the fuck are they during this movie? Apart in, from when they need to search the train. In the quarters, probably. Right, right okay. Because yeah. we have, what, the conductor, the driver, and the coal shoveler guy, and those are the, like, the only ones we see until Wasn't much he, later. Wasn't like, the assistant to the conductor as well, or was he the train driver? Oh, you're right. Uh, Charlie. Like an older guy. Yeah. Well. I think, yeah, there's Charlie, the conductor, the guy who drives the train, and then the, the coal shoveler guy, mm-hmm. I think. So the four train and, workers. And then we had... Three, like maybe three or four white shirt, red hat people. Yeah, I was expecting just to get like mm. murdered on the spot, but they don't. We'll get to that, I guess. The conductor doesn't want to doesn't want to head down the train in case he ends up being a wet blanket. He says, "I can't remember why he has to go down the train. Just check it out. Just to check out what's going on. General safety check. <laughs> Is that alcohol? Alcohol I smell on my train." Alana admits that they're impressed with the party. They see that the magician has started doing tricks. Wow. What a weird frat party Mm. to hire a magician to come do tricks. It is 1980. It's... it, But... (laughs) When I think magician, I think, like, kid's birthday party, you know. Not, like, drunken frat bros dry humping and stuff like that. Like... (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) He asks Alana for a coin. He, this is the magician. He asks Alana. Oh, so out in the crowd doing tricks. Yeah, he's yeah. he's schmoozing with Alana now because he sees her from across the room and is like, damn. That's right. <laughs> Look at that foxy lady. Yeah, I was hoping that they would team up and like battle the bad guy. That's what I was hoping. That would be really cool and just kill they off. they had a connection. Kill off Moe and Doc. And well, just, have... They would all just get killed off, but the last two would be them and they'd survive. That's what that I would have been great. Yeah. Make David Copperfield the, like, hero of the, this horror movie. Mm. Would have been amazing. Yeah. He uh, just magic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he uses mirrors and shit like that and tricks He's the killer. Like, and the killer, now I'm going to make him disappear, you know? <laughs> and really, we just see, like, a trap door open and the killer just falls onto the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> that would have been such a good ending. <laughs> and now I make the killer disappear and then yeah. just... <laughs> We could still have that the same ending we have here. It's just David Copperfield does it for us. Anyway, um, Alana's going to get peanuts or something like that. It's like a peanut dispenser. Um, and he asks her for the coin she's going to use. He does a trick with it. He pushes a cigarette through the coin, mm. even lighting it before he pulls the cigarette out and the cigarette's hole and the coin doesn't have a hole in it. And then he lights a cigarette and all that How shit. How do you do it? I don't know. Neither. When I was a kid, there was like this... Uh, I can't even remember what it was called. There was a show that I used to watch where it was a guy who would do like magic tricks and he was always masked. Right, he was giving away the secret. Yeah, he, he would like do the magic trick and then he'd show you exactly how it was done. Yeah. And he was, he never spoke and he always had like this black mask on. Mm. Do, do you know I what... I vaguely remember something about Something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the show was called, but I remember watching it as a kid. Magic secrets. So, yeah, probably something like that, eh? <laughs> All Secret the rage. Masked magician's gonna show you how to 
And I was always like, oh, that's clever. <laughs> he makes the coin disappear. He magics some peanuts into her hand. And that's not a euphemism. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, how am I going to get my peanuts now? And he's just like, oh, hold out your hand. And I was just like, I was just like oh, God. Oh, God. He says, <laughs> Then it would fit into the whole frat aesthetic that we're going for here. This movie honestly drove me insane while I was trying to do the notes for it, honestly. The conductor tries to do card magic with his co-workers. Fuck, that's right. They're not fucking interested. Uh, We meet Pet again, who's Ed's girlfriend. She's upset that he's gone and left her alone. She thinks he might have just... Was she the one that reminded me of uh, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin? No. No, that's Jackson's girlfriend. Oh. Pet's girlfriend is the blonde one with kind of shrill voice who then does sexy dancing with yeah, Mo gotcha, later. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know what Jackson's girlfriend's name is. That's the thing, because every time I saw her, I was just like, Princess Jasmine. Yeah, no, she's dressed like Princess Jasmine. A whole new world. Which is impressive, because I don't think Aladdin's come out yet, right? Oh, fuck no. It was like 93 or something? 93. 94? 96? I think it might be... Yeah, 93 was like Lion King and Pocahontas. I thought Aladdin was before Lion King. Maybe it is 80s. No, surely not. Fuck, let's Google this shit. Google it now. <laughs> Some, something more interesting than talking about territory. <laughs> yeah, territory. Yeah, uh, talking about Aladdin. Aladdin. 92. 92. 92. Okay. So, this movie's ahead of its time. 12 years before Aladdin happened, we had Princess Jasmine on Terror Train. Terror Train. And I think she lives. Pretty sure she survives this movie. Um, so, Pet and her friend Princess Jasmine decide they want to leave because she's upset that Ed's not here. She thinks he's an idiot and probably got left on the train station. Mm. Mo is annoyed that he's not getting Alana's attention. The Birdman? The Birdman. Yep. He's super needy, apparently. <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, you want to talk to me? It's because she did that whole schmoozing with the, the, with the magician. Mm. But there was like a full crowd there. It was like a show. It wasn't yeah. like he was just hitting on her at the bar. I know. Fucking Mo. Alana is upset that Doc keeps setting Mo up to fail. Mm. He blames her for being Little Miss Perfect, or something like that, and she storms off again. Alana does a lot of storming off mm. in this movie. Fuck you, Mo. Fuck you. <laughs> and then later on and earlier, fuck you, Doc. <laughs> it's almost like she shouldn't be friends with these people. Ugh. Doc and Mitchie fall out of one of the compartments, drunk. They pass the conductor who tries to show them some card tricks. Think of a card, any card, I'll make it raise to the top of the deck. They they say, you know, it's the Jack of Hearts and he reveals the Jack of Spades. And he's like, oh, I transformed into Jack. It was... So it was fucking lame. That's what it was. <laughs> it was a fucking it was a lame. Cringe, cringe moment. I was like, ah. Oh. It feels like when your granddad tries to like, you know, it's half magic, half comedy. I'm just like, what is this? Like, now the conductor thinks he's a fucking magician? Yeah. <sighs> but you know, Mitchie and Doc are nice enough. They're like, "Oh wow, that's real funny, man. We're gonna we're gonna go over here now." <laughs> the toilet is locked. I think they were gonna go go in there to have rumpy pumpy fun time, probably. So Doc and Mitchie just make out instead next to the toilet. I think this. Did they mention that the toilet's starting to smell? Oh, I don't know. 
In the other cart, the magician does his show. Uh, I put what's with the porn music. It's That was a magic show. That was a magic mm. show. Um, and I, yeah, also very strange of them to hire a magician for a college frat party. And everyone is sat down, like, cross-legged in the car watching yeah. the magician. And I was just like, is this like a kid's birthday party? What is this? What's going on, man? Bizarre. He does some card tricks. And, oh, yeah, I put snap to camera one. You know, when he finishes the card tricks, and he's just like, bam, mm-hmm. and gives the charming smile. Is that the one when he's just, like, firing the cards out of his hand? I think so, yeah. Just, like, flicking them? Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah! just, like, keeps going. And then he just snaps to face the camera. He's like, charming smile. That was the best part in the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just some David Copperfield magic. Hell yeah. It took me back, man. I was just, it was like I was 12 again. (laughs) Exactly. Like it's a kid's birthday party. Yeah. These are like 18 to 20, 20 year olds, right? Yeah. If not slightly older, and they're all sat cross legged, still in their costumes, probably mm. still a bit drunk, and a couple of them were a bit high. Just yeah. being like, although if you're high, Magic Show is probably a damn good thing to go yeah. watch. Anything would be pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Just like, whoa, dude. You have to be high 24 7 to survive in that movie's universe. <laughs> Uh, the conductor claims he knows how to, how the tricks are done. He's watching the magician as well. And oh, he's like, fuck, that's right, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> mm. Alana wants to know, but he says, you know, magicians keep their secrets or whatever, and he walks off. <laughs> Smug prick. The... <laughs> fucking asshole. It's just like, oh, I know how that's done. Oh, really, do you, mate? Wow, well, the magician never shares his dress. Like, fuck off. Like, he's trying to... Uh, I don't even know what the conductor's trying to do, to be honest. You're not a professional magician, to mate. he, in this film, he was asking to be fucking killed. <laughs> like, I quite liked him as a character. <laughs> the magician hypnotizes, quote-unquote, his assistant, and they do a little dance together. It's like part salsa or something like that he lays her down on like a bench and then makes her levitate out mm. and they do the whole thing with the hoop yeah. to make sure there's no wires and I love how respectful these extremely drunk teenagers are about this they're just like oh wow yeah amazing well done Doc and Mitchie ask where everyone is Mo tells them they're watching the magician Doc says they didn't hire a magician <gasps> I was like, it's Kenny. We know it's Kenny. Why are we... What are we doing? (laughs) Alana is um, still mad. And she kind of storms off again, I think. And this is where I put... I'm getting slight gay vibes from Doc and Mo. Mm. Like, they lovingly gaze into one another's eyes. And he's like... I think it's this line. It's because Doc is like, you know, you don't need her. You'll always have me. And I mean it. And I was like, gay... I think it's that thing too, though, like, fraternities, man, because they're probably, like, you know, everyone's banging everyone, like, threesomes and shit. Right, yeah. You know, two dudes, one chick, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's tight- like they just become so comfortable with everybody's nakedity, I guess. Like, Possibly, yeah. I mean, it is, it is the time you're meant to experiment, right? So yeah, maybe right. maybe Doc's discovered some things about himself that he's, think, he's always, bi. Or I think like when it's a fraternity movie, I always think of that fucking horrific movie. Um, is it Rules of the Attraction? R- Rules of Attraction? 
Rules of the Attraction. That's the um, written by the guy who wrote American Psycho, uh, Brett Brett Eaton Ellis. Oh, the, like the book or the movie? Oh, the mo- they made a movie. It's got um, oh. Debate. What's his name? The guy from Dawson. Oh, American Psycho. Uh, it's um, Christian Bale, isn't it? Yeah, I'm talking about the guy who wrote the book. Oh, right, right, right. Who wrote the book. It's the same author, but they've made a movie, Rules of the Attraction. There is a movie called The Rules of Attraction. Uh, it's a 2002 romantic comedy based on the black comedy novel by Brett Easton Ellis mm-hmm. from 1987. Does that sound about right? Okay. And that's the same same writer who did American, American Psycho. Psycho. Well, that's... But it's about, like, sort of in college, the fraternities and stuff. And it's very rapey. It's very gross. There's some fucked up shit that happens. And, wow. And I always think, like, when I watch, like, see films with fraternities, mm. always... It used to... I always used to go back to, like, Animal House and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since I saw this fucking thing, it's always like, ugh. Like... It always makes me think... I think the first, like, frat frat movie I kind of watched was probably like American Pie or something like mm. that so it always makes me think of like Stifler and, and crap yeah. like that and so you know every frat bro is just Stifler mm. in a different costume well, they, they weren't in a fraternity though they were like I don't think so but it's it's just the same vibe mm. that you know gotta get laid frat bro yeah. thing it's weird eh? it's, it's so weird it's the, the obsession with sex is really weird mm. well the whole like you you've gotta be a man like, you can't be a virgin, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a virgin. It's like... It's yeah, like, I don't know. I don't get it, but... It's like, just, what does it matter? Have sex, don't have sex. I don't care. It's... Yeah. Like, it's your life. Like... <laughs> well, just... Yeah, it actually all shouldn't really matter at all. But no. it's just bizarre. So, I don't know. Uh, the crowd applauds the magician who covers his assistant in a cloth and then makes her disappear. They love it. Pet and... I'm just going to call her Princess Jasmine. Uh, Pet and Jasmine go to leave. Alana asks the conductor if anyone was left behind on the platform. He says, he says no, but maybe they just switched costumes. Mm. Uh, that, that's right. What I was wondering about Pet and Princess Jasmine was like, leave where? Mm. You're on a moving train. What do you mean you're going to leave? Yeah. <laughs> do they mean just go to bed or? or go to the next carriage or I don't know, man. I don't know. Mitchie says that she's seen Ed. He is on the train. He's around. Which is, of course, the killer who was in Ed's costume. He's taking Ed's costume now. He, he was in, he's been in Ed's costume since he got on the train. Ah, oh, I was uh, the lizard man? The lizard, uh, Jackson. Jackson. I think that's in a bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mo and Doc hit on, on Pet and Princess Jasmine. Um, oh god, I had to write this down. You girls need reviving, maybe an injection of some sort. You better come with us to our consultation room. Mm. I was like, ew, <laughs> this is just really weird. Especially when they said injection, and I was just like, oh, that's nasty. Yeah, <clears throat> that's um the eighties. <laughs> the the girls love it though. Apparently, mm. they convince the girls and. You know, they leave. Mitchie sees them leaving through the window, the little porthole window on the carriage cart, whatever. And she asks Alana to to dance, distracting her because mm-hmm. she sees that Mo is also going off with one of the girls to go have sexy fun times. Mm-hmm. They dance to some funky ass 70s music, which is great. The band was great. Yeah. I like the band. I really like the music. Mm. I was like, yeah, I could bop to this. Yeah. And it makes sense because, I mean, this is only 1980s. So 80s music hasn't happened yet. Yeah. 
we're still in 70s music which is kind of funky and I like it's just it. like a good little free piece like, though, right? I think their name was Crime that's a pretty cool name yeah because I saw it like on the kick drum I think it said Crime I actually might have to look it up later I wish we got a bit more of this band yeah I think we so only see maybe them. they are an actual or were an actual band oh maybe and then they got hired to do the movie kind of like David Copperfield or like they knew someone yeah mm. maybe they were like doing a double show with David Copps oh maybe and then they just brought them along to do yeah. the movie. It's a shame it wasn't a better <laughs> do need, movie. Do you need Ben for this train movie? <laughs> Boy, do I have the one for you. Yeah. But they're actually pretty mean. I like yeah. that. Uh, Mo, Pet, Doc, and Princess Jasmine are looking for somewhere to hook up. The toilet is still locked. They're hurried along, but the conductor... Um, yeah, the conductor hurries them along, and then he's just like, you know, whoever's in the toilet, is everything all right? He opens the bathroom door using the universal key that he carries mm. and sees that the bathroom is covered in blood with Jackson's dead body on the floor. Although he, he can't tell it's Jackson because he's got his mask down. Mm. So it's just a lizard man. It's a lizard man. He checks for a pulse and we cut back to the party where Mitchie waves Alana goodbye. Some kid dressed as Uncle Sam offers Alana some emotional support if she wants someone to talk to. Oh, that guy, yeah. Who was that? Because he was in, he was wearing one of the hats at the beginning. Apparently. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie when Kenny got tricked into touching the corpse. Mm. Uh, he was sat there and they kind of mock him for being fat and a virgin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can't get laid. But he actually seems like a decent guy. Mm. In this movie, he... He kind of looked like you know, the kind of guy that would grow up to be a politician. Kind of, yeah. Mm. And he's dressed up like Uncle Sam at the moment. And later on, we see him giving like political speeches or some shit. Uh, yeah, but he gives emotional support. Yes. In a what feels like a fairly genuine way, anyway. Fraternities. Who knows? The magician emerges, making eyes with Alana. The conductor pours himself more coffee, <laughs> asking if he should make it Irish. He tells his co-worker, Charlie, I think it is, about the dead kid he just found in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. They're so calm about this. They're just like, I need a cup of coffee. So, uh, Charlie... Well, I guess because he can't fool anyone. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah so it's, it's just, just like, about keeping everyone calm. And processing. He just sits down and he's just like... So I funny. think he was a bit shaky, wasn't he? he was, like, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I found a corpse in the bathroom, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> he asks um, Charlie to watch the cart while the conductor makes a quick call. To who? Exactly. This is because he, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think he might be calling the driver. Mm. I think he calls to the front of the train to call the driver to ask if it's worth going back or pushing forward. Mm. I think that's what the call is about. Mitchie smokes some pot from a donkey. It's a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> the conductor calls the train driver asking him whether they're able to stop. And the driver speeds up the train. Yeah. The train starts going fast? Yeah, he's asked if they can stop. He says they can't stop because they're on a curve or something mm -hmm. like that. And the driver says they're closer to their destination than they are the the start. The point, yeah. So he speeds up the train to try and get to their destination quicker. Okay. The conductor sits in the senior cart for a moment. The train worker ushers people to the other bathroom, trying to keep them away from the one that has Jackson's corpse in it. Mm -hmm. The conductor shows Charlie the body, but the bathroom is completely clean, and the person in the lizard costume stands up. 
clearly quite drunk. Mm. Um, so I guess the killer came back while the conductor was talking with Charlie then, right? Yeah. But then how did he know that somebody had found the body? Magic. It is the magician. <laughs> it's magic. What? Didn't Kenny, the killer? Yeah. Was his name Kenny? Kenny. Didn't, wasn't he an aspiring magician? Oh, you're right. Because, yeah, they find a connection between David Copperfield magician and mm. Kenny later, don't they? Something like I can't remember. I just felt like... This movie kind of just washes over you. It just kind of happens, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. It's like... Mitchie stumbles through the cart. Charlie helps the lizard man up. Mitchie takes, takes quote-unquote Jackson with her down the hall. Lizard man. Lizard man. He's as not talking. <laughs> he's not talking. Mm. Uh, I mean, as somebody that's drunk and possibly could have a concussion, yes. you would take the fucking mask off, right? Because the mirror's smashed. Yeah. So, at the very least, it's a drunk man who smashed his head into the mirror, maybe. But if somebody, like, was injured, like when a football player is injured, if mm. they do that, do they take the helmet off? Or in American football. Yeah. I don't know. Because I just think it's like you do have a head injury. And we're talking about, you know, isn't this, aren't they all like med students? Yes. <laughs> You're like, I rest my case. Is there, a, is there a doctor or a med student on this train? Yes, well, I am. We have someone who may Somebody's possibly have a concussion. passed out in the toilet. Can you go and check on them, see that they don't have a concussion or... I mean, I'm getting too realistic on that. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Charlie and the conductor head back to the front of the train. Mo, Doc, and the girls flirt and drink more. Doc says Kenny couldn't handle it. I don't know what he's referring to by it. I think he just means being in a frat or something like that. Kenny. Kenny. He's like, oh, bro was weak. Oh. Yeah, and that's why he ended up in, in an institute, institute or whatever like that. Not the fact that we tricked him with an actual corpse. Yeah. <clears throat> can't handle. Yeah, just can't handle it. Pet and Mo get close. <laughs> Mitchie and Jackson hop into a bunk. We, <laughs> we learn that she and Doc have an open relationship, apparently. Hmm. She says they have an understanding. And I was like, oh, that's quite forward thinking for the time. Yeah. Um, Pet's friend is Jackson's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. We learned that Princess Jasmine is Jackson's girlfriend. Jackson's dead. Jackson's dead. Yeah. Mm. So he doesn't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> Mitchie and, and Lizardman get down to it. He ungloves, he ungloves his hands, resting Jackson's dismembered hand onto her boob. She looks down and sees Jackson's dismembered hand. She screams as the killer slaps his hand across her face. And again, we get that. We don't get to see the kill or anything like that. Mm. But I do like this transition because she screams as he puts his hand over her mouth and it cuts to the whistle yeah. of the train. Very cool. Mm. I like it. But I do wish we'd kind of seen somebody yeah. get killed. Because I think this entire movie, we don't see anyone get killed, right? They just reveal corpses. Mm. There's like, and now they're dead. I think maybe there might be one. Might be one. Mm. Okay. At the party, the magician watches Uncle Sam giving a very long speech. Mm. 
Um, God, these college kids sure get into character. (laughs) Alana arrives suddenly. He kind of stalk watches her. And Uncle Sam won't shut up. (laughs) That's literally what my note says. It's just Uncle Sam won't shut up. (laughs) Alana grabs a drink when the magician approaches. They kind of flirt. He gives her a rose and then makes it float in the air. That's right, yeah. Very cool. She's distracted when Doc suddenly appears and the magician vanishes. Mm. That's he, right. That was good there, but I thought... The flirting scene. Yeah, like yeah. they gave her the rose and then it was like Doc was like, eh, fucking something. And then she like turned around and he was gone. Was it's like, very... It's, that's kind of what killers do in like slasher movies. You're like, oh, maybe it is the magician. But then the entire time I was like, but surely it would just be Kenny, right? Mm. <laughs> he and He says that Sorry, Doc says that Mo is very sorry and wants to make up with her. Mm. Uh, she leaves as Doc smirks. So, you know, he's up to some shit again. Mm. Seriously, why are they friends with this guy? I don't know. He's just an asshole. He's a total asshole. In the cabin, Mo and Pet continue to flirt. She's almost naked at this point. He's drinking out of her shoe. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She gets almost naked and starts unbuttoning his pants. He doesn't want to do it, though, I thought. I was, he was yeah, like, there's oh, a, nah, yeah, come on. Nah, does he just want her to think that he is? Well, or? Like, I think as soon as she like shows her boobs, he's all like, oh, hello. <laughs> mm. Or is it a like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll teach her. I'll sleep with someone else. Mm. And then he actually gets and he's like, actually, I kind of don't want to sleep with someone else. Mm. The conductor talks with Charlie about the blood that disappeared and what happened to the mirror. The magician continues to do tricks. Doc just fucking hounds him. Mm, Starts heckling, eh? Yeah, he starts heckling him. You're like, fucking lame, dude. (laughs) And I'm like, Doc, shut your bitch ass up. (laughs) I thought David Copperfield uh, handled it quite well, though. He had some singers. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He had some good singers to Mm. throw back. It was very good. Um, Doc is just being an all-round dick. The magician finds... Uh, that's right, he's doing, like, card tricks. And he's like, you know what, I'll, I'll find your card. And, like, spreads the cards out on the floor and then puts a piece of paper over them. Oh, and then pulls out a knife and just throws it into the floor. And it lands in Doc's card. And he then takes it off the knife and, knife and just tosses the card at Doc. And he's like, there you go, there's your fucking card. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, I like this. <laughs> The conductor makes his way through the sleeping cart. Mm. I assume that's what that is. It's where where Mitchie and Lizardman were were going at it. Is it just for sleeping? It's like little little pods with mattresses in, right? Yeah. He finds a shoe on the floor. And as he picks it up, uh, a hand lolls out from one of the cubicles. Inside is Mitchie's body. Throat slit. He tucks the body away so as to not not cause a panic, I assume. Mm. He just kind of tucks the hand in and is just like, hmm, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> yep. He continues down the cart when Alana enters. She tells him that the shoe is belongs to a girl called Mitchie. Hmm. He asks her to follow him to the front of the train. I maybe should have done something about the body in case somebody else finds it. I don't know, man. I don't think they've been through safety procedures and, you know, in the event of this happening. This <laughs> in the event do. of a serial killer on your train. Or even just like when people, it's like if somebody dies on an airplane or something. There's mm. procedures that they have. 
That's true, yeah. And same with cruises. I remember listening to like a podcast. I can't remember what it was called. It was was called like 30 Morbid Minutes. Right. And every week they like discuss a couple of morbid topics. Right. You know, like, you know, the the bell from when people used to be accidentally buried alive and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And they talked about the fact that there are morgues, freezer morgues Mm -hmm. on like cruise ships and stuff like that. And that's where they they put the bodies. Yeah. There's like dedicated freezer space next to the ice cream and shit. Right. (laughs) Where they could just tuck a body if someone passes away. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool and very funny. But yeah, I assume there's protocols for trains, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's fucking, I don't know, man. <laughs> Mo is trying to get Pet dressed, trying to get her top back on because her tits are flying about. Alana is knocking on the door asking for him because she knows that he's in there because Doc told her. The conductor hurries her along to the front of the train anyway. Uh, in the worker's cart, the t- conductor tells her that Mitchie is actually dead. Yeah. She's like, bullshit. Yeah, she's like, that's absolute horseshit. She's, she's not my dead. best friend. She can't be dead. She's my friend. I'm like, that doesn't really stop her being dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a magic sheet. Who wrote this thing? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not. It's not the worst thing I've seen. Yeah, I've definitely seen worse horror movies. Mm, yeah, I can think of one actually. <laughs> worse being boring. Like sometimes the like bad horror movies are great, like Zombievers and shit like that. Have you ever seen a film called The Suckling? No. Fucking watch that. It is the most stupidest fucking movie ever. Like boring or no, it's it's just actually it's quite hilarious. Okay, it's so funny. I could do that. The worst thing is when a, when a horror movie's boring. Mm. Um, Doc continues to harass the magician. Mo confronts him about Alana. You know why did you tell Alana where I was and what I was doing? He kind of smirks at him, and I was like, it's because he's in love with you, dude. Mm. He wants you to break up with with Alana so that he can get with you. Yeah, easy as. Is this when the the magician shows going on as well isn't it i think there's yeah the show's still going on because i think doc is still kind of heckling yeah david copperfield giving him shit and then yeah mo just runs in and is just like yo why did you tell alana and then doc is just like still heckling david copperfield alana checks the sleeping cart for mitchie and is shocked when she finds her body i was almost like thinking too when they went back when they were going to go back and check on the body that it was going to be disappeared, like disappeared. See, that would have been pretty cool. Oh, I would have just been like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, really? Because <laughs> then you'd have Jamie Lee Curtis going around for another 10 minutes going, you know, what's going on? You're saying people are dead, but where are they? You know? Yeah. Like, and the conductor just going, am I insane? Mm. And you're like, okay, wrap it up, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this ready, movie. I'm <laughs> ready now. Doc asks Mo if he's seen Mitchie. Um, like he cares mm. he's, I don't think he's, he really gives a shit the magician continues while Doc harasses him Jackson's girlfriend Princess Jasmine pulls the cloth off him and he and the magician disappears mm. and appears behind Doc knowing exactly how many fingers he was holding up or something mm. like that it's very cool he's you know Doc's been heckling him so now he's just like okay you're gonna be like my subject for this yeah. show how did he do it, though? Because he was sitting on the stage, and then they disappeared, and then he was at the back of the carriage. There was no way he could have walked. He hopped out the window the and <laughs> side-saddled along the, the, the outside of the train. 
He teleports. <laughs> he, he teleports. Mm. He's a wizard. He's Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> Alana asks the conductor who killed who killed um, Mitchy, and he says he doesn't know. Some drunk kid or a nut, he says. Uh, some nut who jumped on the train. He mentions that he saw Mitchy only a half hour ago with the fellow who was dead in the bathroom. Mm. So the the lizard man. The magician makes his assistant reappear. Mo collapses. Doc tries to wake him up. And then he starts screaming for help because it appears that he's been stabbed. Yeah. Don't know when this happened. Yeah. Not sure. I guess they're trying to trying to imply that it's the magician and when he like appeared behind Doc, mm. that's maybe when he was meant to have stabbed Mo. I feel like another one of these films that I've seen um, where it's like it's missing like they didn't do what do they call it when they've got to go out and film some extra bits to make it oh pickups yeah pickups yeah I think sometimes some of these I feel like they missed some made, shit <laughs> there was parts that should have been in it that, that aren't they did the edit and they were like mm, mm. we need like an extra little like snippet to yeah. explain this or to do this or... yeah so I feel like there's a few sort of films from that era that are kind of like that yeah I feel yeah mm. Uh, Doc tries to wake him up, screaming for help, but the applause of the crowd drowns out his cries. He drags Mo off to the next cart, asking for help, but they all think it's a prank. This is the thing, too, is that his name is Doc. Mm. And he finds his fucking girlfriend, and he's going, help, help, help. Yeah. He he... He goes to medical school. Yeah. I think Mo might be dying not dead and he needs help to well he's a fucking isn't he he is a doctor and he's gonna be fucking graduating (laughs) and also he's not gonna make a good doctor if he panics like this exactly doctors are meant to have like but it's like what you check her pulse did you fucking you know it's like if you're a trained person or like that and say you're married or whatever and your partner has a stroke yeah you know what to do yeah and you help them through it like, uh, anyway. So I was just like, I don't fucking know. What is this, man? Uh, so he's screaming because Mo's been stabbed. Alana and the conductor hear him. They run over. We see that Mo is now covered in blood. They try again to wake him, but he's been stabbed through the heart, they reckon, or something mm. like that. Yeah. If he even had one to begin with. Yeah. Cheating with what's-her-face <laughs> blondie. A uh, pet. <laughs> None of them have hearts, except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis, and maybe Uncle Sam. And, yeah. <laughs> and David Cofferville, maybe. Princess Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. Everyone who survives. Yeah. Several other guests see the commotion and are hurried out of the cart. Doc cries over Moe's body. Very, very, very upset that his friend is dead. No! No! We were going to get married. I mean... <laughs> He lean. Uh, he also learns that Mitchie's dead, and it's just the worst timing for us. Like, hey, look, I know that your 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 best friend and possible love interest just died, but also your girlfriend's dead in the back. <laughs> I was gonna marry her, and I was gonna cheat on her. <laughs> it's so funny as well. It's like maybe give him a little bit of breathing room. <laughs> he screams out for Mitchie, kind of not believing that she's dead. Before he pulls the emergency cord, but the train doesn't break. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. And the fucking conductor, like, braces himself. He's like, brace yourself! And then nothing happens. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I need to go check the front of the train. <laughs> and, like, hurries along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the party, people dance. Uh, this is where we get the band is back again now. The, um, what did they, they were called? The Crime. crime. Just Crime. Crime. Mm. I like that as a band name. I think that's cool. Mm. Um, yeah, people are dancing. The conductor hits the brake at the front of the train, sending everyone kind of flying, including the band. Yeah, awesome. It was very funny. Yeah, and now that, that was like the second best part. Of yeah, movie. it was just watching everyone fall over. Yeah. It was pretty realistic. Like, everyone just went, what? Maybe they were actually on a train. Maybe. And that's why they couldn't do pickups. Because they only, they only rented the train for a certain amount of time. And they seemed quite, like, restricted with shots. Because if it was actually filmed on a train, mm. like you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't have shit around. You're right. I didn't yeah. really pay attention to the cinematography, but it is very restricted. Mm. So it's not like, you know, it, usually when they have vehicles and shit like that, they have, like, ones you can disassemble so they can yeah, put like the camera and shit. Where it's, like, a set of half a train. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, for cars and shit like that, they'll they'll get the model of car they want, then they'll, like, cut it in half. Yeah. So that they can pull half of the car out and film. Mm. Maybe you're right. Maybe... They were filming on an actual train and just were exceedingly limited in what they could fucking do with it. I'm going to do some reading about it when I get home. I don't want... <laughs> and then rewatch this movie? No, no, because I mean, when it finished, I was like, I want my hour 30 back. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, just thinking now going, oh, now I'm going to do some research on it. And it's like... <laughs> you you want to put yourself through that? Uh, yeah, well, it's like, do I actually... Do, do, I, do I actually wanna... care? <laughs> Do I care enough? Mm. With the help of Char- Charlie, the train comes to a stop. So Charlie and the conductor are still alive. The conductor finds the driver's hat covered in blood. So we can assume that the driver and the coal shoveler boy kid thing are in the coals are, are probably dead somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably in the coals, fed into the furnace. Who knows? Charlie arms himself with an axe. Good on him. Yeah. The kids disembark into the snow. While the other staff, who we've not met before but are now here, do an armed sweep of the train looking for the killer. See, that's the thing now as well, is that that happens. They pull everyone off the tra- off the train. Mm. And then your aspiring political guy is doing a fucking head count with a clipboard. And it's like, oh, so you've got a fucking procedure for that. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going, yeah. And these, these staff members who just appeared, I don't know, were, love it, great. They're in the little box out the back. That's where they stay. Because they're not anywhere. And they're just... Yeah, I was just like, I was like, do you know something about trains that I don't? <laughs> Is there actually like a... They have, in case of emergency, and then they open the door, it's like 20 armed guards in there. <laughs> um, the conductor instructs everyone to remove their masks and to stick with their friends. Mm. Good. That's pretty logical. I'm happy with this. Are they all friends, though? Yeah, but I guess they're looking for someone who doesn't fit the bill because he thinks that some nut job has just jumped on the train. Mm. Staff find Pet on the floor in one of the carts. Uh, is she dead? I don't know. Neither. Did she come back again later? I can't remember. Who fucking knows? How'd she die? I don't know. That's why I was like, I was she just passed out drunk or did the killer get to her? I don't know. Oh, I know, because that other dude, Moe's dead now, too. Yeah, Moe's dead as well. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe she got... wasn't in on it, though. 
She wasn't in in the hazing. Not as far as I know. Was she in the house when Kenny went up the stairs? You know, like Mitchie was? No. No? I don't think so. Weird. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know if she's dead. Because I just think... All I the, can't remember all if she targets, comes back. Other than the driver of the train and all of that, all the targets... Uh, were like the frat involved. bros. Yeah. yeah. Frat bros and, and Mitchie and Alana. Mm. Alana asks what they have in common... She's talking to Doc. She, Doc, Mo, and Mitchie. She figures out it must be Kenny the killer. And I was like, fucking finally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we learned that he was sick after the prank and possibly killed someone. And now they're next. Uh, he grabs hold of her and drags her away. Away from the safe crowd. Mm. Although, having said that, Mo did get killed in the crowd. Hmm. While they were at the magic show. Happen. It's like, but then even, the, yeah, the first guy getting stabbed at the station. True, that's in the crowd as well. Mm. Okay, maybe leaving is the best idea. Mm. Back on the train, Doc forces her inside. The conductor announces that they need to get back on the train, otherwise they'll freeze to death outside. The staff say they found no one else on the train. They can't stay, yeah, they can't stay outside or they'll, they'll freeze to death. The students will all be put in one cart for safety. Doc locks, locks himself and Alana into a like little cabin thing, uh, breaking the handle off before pulling out a yearbook. The magician was part of the same group as Kenny. Yeah, this is what you were talking about, mm-hmm. eh? They, because like the symbol on his trunk matches like the amateur magician's group something or like something that. like that that Kenny was part of. Yeah. So they figure that Kenny... Sorry, that the magician is the killer. Mm. Doc refuses to move even if the magician kills all of their friends, is what he says. <laughs> He's just like, nope, I ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> the killer can have all of, the, all of my friends. <laughs> she opens the other door. <laughs> Lol. First off, this cabin had two doors. He broke the handle off one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the other one's fine. Because he just locked the other one. Yeah. Um, but as as she goes out into the hall, she sees someone, a shadowy figure down the hallway, which then runs at her. She tries to get back in, but Doc has just straight up locked the door again. He's like, nah, bitch, you made your choice. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Doc won't let her back in, but luckily the shadowy figure turns out to just be Charlie. Mm. The, the other, um, train worker. Yeah. Doc sits down in one of the cabin chairs when he notices one of the one of the like locker doors is unlocked. Um, he opens it to reveal an empty closet, and then he realizes that there's a full set of lockers in mm. this cabin. So he goes through them one at a time, opening them up. There's oh, nothing there. Yep. No killer in any of them. He notices places the killer could be hiding and swings wildly. I think it's like on top of the lockers. There's like a small gap. Yeah. So he swings, like, a hat. It seemed like, though, as well, like, again in this scene, it was like, oh, the doors, and he opens all the doors, and then he sits down, and then he's like, oh, above the lockers, and then he fucking goes and... He gets, like, a coat rack and starts swinging Then he sits down again. Then he's, like, going, oh, under the bed, and it's like, dude, can't you just fucking stay standing up? Yeah. Check everywhere first, then sit down. He sees something gleaming under the chair opposite him. It looked like a can. Yeah, like a the can top of or a something can like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. It looks mm. maybe the top of a beer can or some shit. He gets up to go check it, and as he steps forward, he's grabbed from under his chair. Yeah, the killer grabs hold of him. He tries to escape, 
but he broke the handle of the door of the door he's trying to escape out of. Dude. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchie's hand rests on his shoulder, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, it's you." Mm. And I was just like, "Dude, come on, man." <laughs> You can't be this stupid. Yeah. But it did remind me of Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, the, in the first one when... Oh, the Brontosaurus scene. Uh, hand on the shoulder. Yeah, Samuel Jackson's hand on her shoulder. Oh, right. You know, when yeah, yeah. she goes to, like, put, turn the power back on, she gets very excited, and then she mm. sees Samuel Jackson's hand, and she's like, oh, yeah. it's you, we thought you died. Yeah. But it works in Jurassic Park, it doesn't work mm-hmm. in it. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Every time I watch that movie, I forget Samuel Jackson is in that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Shit. That's right. He sighs until he's pulled up and has his throat slit. Which you don't see. Which you don't see. Do you see the knife? But he does say, oh, he, he sighs when he thinks that it's Mitchie, uh, when it's Mitchie's hand and he's like, oh. It was just a joke. And then he gets pulled up and has his throat slit. But again, we don't see it. This movie's just a giant cock tease, really, isn't it? It's it's so unsatisfying. The thing is, there is a good way to do it where you don't see the kills. Because mm. I swear I've watched horror movies where you don't see, like, the gore and the violence and shit like that. Mm. And it works. But this just is not working for me, man. No. I just, yeah, I, it's just shoddy. Alana searches for the conductor... Inside um, inside the magician and the assistant and his assistant talk, putting swords through, like, one of those yeah, box sword things, box. sword box things. And it's the same sort of sword that had killed Ed at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, again, sort of going like, hey, it's the magician. It's David Copperfield. David Copperfield. I kind of wish it was. Mm. It would have been better. But yeah, you're kind of led to believe that it was in that scene. Yeah. And it could have been pretty cool if he was just like, you know, you drove my friend insane and I'm here to get revenge or Mm. something like that. That could have been pretty cool. But no. (laughs) It's not. Even that with its like extremely see-through setup is not. Yeah. Not great. Uncle Sam and Alana find the conductor telling him it's the magician that did it. They head to Doc's cabin, but get no response. The conductor opens the door using his universal key and sees all the blood inside and tells Alana to wait outside. He explores while Alana stands at the door. He opens a compartment and uh, Doc's body flops out. Hmm. Um, He hears a scratching above him and he looks up just as Doc's head falls out, fully decapitated. Yeah. What was the scratching noise then? Rats. Rats are eating him. Good. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> There's that weird thing sticking out of the his neck stump on his head. Oh, the like a piece of coral that was covered. In <laughs> <laughs> I assume it was meant to be his spinal cord, but yeah, but who it, was, knows? it kind of was sort of triangular, mm. and it kind of looked. It almost looked like a, a very sad Christmas tree <laughs> as it rolled out. You know? Holiday right. appropriate, like. the conductor moves everyone out of the cart away from the magician so out of that cart where he does his performance Mm, you guys want some coffee (laughs) yes come get some coffee I fucking love that it's like like, I know there's a serial killer but who wants coffee yeah it's brewing it's almost hot come on everyone how are we gonna get these kids off the train we'll ask them if they want coffee (laughs) and it works because those kids fucking flood (laughs) Um, including the assistant who, yep. who who was there as well 
And she's ushered through and she calls back to to the magician saying that she'll bring a cut back for him. You want some coffee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is this where she calls him Ken? Is this where we get the name Ken I think from? So, right. She's like, Ken. Ken, I'll, I'll Ken. be back in a minute. Mm. I'll bring you a hot, hot, hot cup of coffee. And literally in big bold letters, I said, what's the betting? It's her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm. The conductor, but I wasn't sure. The the twist. I was looking at her going, there's something not right about her. Yeah. But it was more of a physical appearance. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. No, I just knew that she was acting weird. Mm. Yeah, so, she was acting weird, but I, I was, I couldn't figure out. I was just like, there's something. I was like, right. is, is it going to be like. Kenny and her working together and she's like his girlfriend now and he's finally lost his virginity and she's like, we'll get those motherfuckers for doing that to you or some shit. I don't know. I think once, once we reveal it, we'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk about that once it gets revealed. Okay. The conductor chains the door to the magician's cart. Uh, one of the train staff finds a safe space for Alana to hang out to make sure she doesn't get murdered. It's a little dusty, but safe is what he says. The staff, uh, the staff is staying with her, and personally, I would have asked the motherfucking guard to stay in the cart with me, mm. not outside where he can easily be murdered quietly and silently while no one notices. Yeah, but that's just me. <laughs> um, Alana closes the blinds. She huddles herself in the corner. She k- takes a, a hanger from the from the locker and uses it like a weapon. Is it a hanger? Something, maybe? Which, you know, it's kind of what she does in Halloween, too. So, Mm. no. It could be a call to Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe? Homage. A a homage from a movie two years ago. Mm. (laughs) If this this doesn't save this movie, we don't know what will. Yeah. We've got the great Jamie Lee Curtis. I was about to say great late, and that's not... (laughs) She's still going. She just got the Oscar for everything everywhere all at once. That was... Last year, year before last, something like that. Great movie. If you if you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Didn't like it. You didn't like it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Anyway, meanwhile, the kids are trying to break into the magician's cart in order to kill him. They're like, "We're gonna get this motherfucker who killed our friends." Staff and the conductor stand in the way. The conductor hands him the axe and asks him to think about his friends and decide if it's worth it. Oh yeah, that's right. That thing. And I was like, "Yeah, if you killed your friends, probably." The conductor decides to check the cart himself. We see Alana's guard sat alone in the, like, seniors' cart, I think is where they are. We cut back and forth, and eventually we see a sword sticking out of his chest. Mm. We see the killer take an axe and walk to the, the cart where Alana is. The conductor calls out to the magician. His room is seemingly empty. At the back of the cart, they see nothing but tracks behind them. Mm. So the magician has disappeared. <laughs> Ironically. Mm. <laughs> the shadow of an axe moves along Alana's mm. cart. They, the killer opens the cart door. I do love the creepy old man mask that yeah, he's wearing. Yeah, a good one. I think it's really cool. Mm. As a scary mask, it fucking works. Yeah. They approach Alana and swing, but they, they swing at the sort of blanketed figure in the corner of the cart. They swing and stab at it. But she had actually hidden herself inside the locker. Yeah. And it was the... The blob, the blob doll. Blob yeah. doll. That's right. And mm. she leaps out and <clears throat> stabs the killer in the back. 
With, I assume, the coat hanger. Yeah. I assume so. something in the back, yeah. Very slowly, very slowly, I put, she walks out to the corridor. It just has, like, a good 30-second break. Mm. (laughs) I got away, and I'm like, he's... He's literally around the corner. Um, You didn't fatally stab him. If you'd stabbed him in the neck or some shit, I could kind of understand you going, oh, yeah, he's probably Mm. done. It would hurt, though. It would hurt. Mm. Coat hanger in the back. I mean, just think if it's, like, pierced through some muscle and shit like that, if you go to move. That's what's funny about movies, because it's like, you know, someone will get a huge gash on their leg and the last... 30 minutes of the film they're running around and you know absolutely fine it's yeah like well I we, we uh, spoilers our next episode is fresh 2022 with Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. um he gets his dick bitten off right in the last 15 minutes of the movie and manages to run around mm. and I was like that's I don't think I could <laughs> yeah nah that's not for me mate <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's standing in the corridor when she's surprisingly attacked again from behind by the killer. A chase begins. The killer loses their axe. Alana barricades the doors. She tips tables. She makes her way up the train. And eventually traps herself in the crew cart with the killer. They bash her head against the door and start strangling her. She bites their hand as she struggles. They beat her. She kicks them off and uses a fire extinguisher to blind them before trying to run again. And she ends up locking herself in a, a cage that's in there? Yeah. I wonder what wonder what this cage is for. It's like a maintenance room or something. I, it, I would think, if anything, if there was any reason to have a cage in a room like that on the train, because that seemed to be as well where the conductor and that they'd have their cups of tea. Yeah, it's the crew cart for sure. Um... But, yeah, it would either have, say, chemicals or something in it. Could it Could it be, like, because um, I know, like, ships and stuff like that have jails. Mm. Could it be a train jail? Could be. Because that would kind of make sense, especially to put it in the cruise quarters as well. Mm. Maybe? I don't know if that's a thing on trains or not. Oh, I mean, it could be. It's the 80s. <laughs> this is true. Anything's possible in the 80s. <laughs> Um, she only just manages to lock the padlock before the killer is trying to break open the cage. He goes around the room smashing the lights and starts stabbing a large pipe through the the holes in the cage to try and skewer her, I guess, trying to kebab her. She calls out to him, Kenny, as he smashes the, the last of the lights and he uses the pole as a lever to break open the padlock, but she stabs him with a paper spike. Mm. Through the cheek or something like that, I think it was. Yeah. That's quite cool as well. I like the paper spike as a Mm. defense mechanism. I like that. While trying to escape, she kicks him off the railing of the train because he grabs hold of her as she she escapes. Because she just, like, drop kicks that door, cage door open, Mm. which is quite impressive. Then she runs, he grabs at her, she throws him off the side of the train. She's quite bloody and shit as well. Like she's looking quite messy. Yeah. I th- up and stuff. Yeah, I think it's because of the, the beating he'd done while he was strangling her, I guess. And maybe his blood as well, because she did, like, bite into his hand and shit mm. to get him off. I think that was at that point, too, that is when my daughter had come in and she was all like, what would the water do? Like the fire extinguisher. Oh right. Yeah, she was like, "What would what would that do?" 
This is like other than get it in his eyes, but it was all like, oh, my face. Is, <laughs> is it just is it just water? Or is it or is it like a chemical thing? Because it's a fire extinguisher. Because I know oil fires, you can't put water on it, right? Because it makes it worse. Well, usually, like with a fire extinguisher, it's that that gas. That, yeah, the but that was water. It did look like water. Yeah. I wonder if it's just an age thing. Like before they figured out how to make it, like the gas snow shit. Mm. Was it like a just a chemical? It's a different spray? type of of fire extinguisher maybe like you do do have your gas ones and stuff but i have seen in other films and that like a water a water one like like the hose on the end and they and it just sprays water yeah and the guy's like oh "Oh, maybe it is a water with chemical but it just seemed weird no i a 10 year old going why like you know he's got a mask on and yeah like true he's got the mask on too yeah like They 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 struggle on the in between between carts, you know, with a little railing and everything like that. He pushes uh, him off the end of the train, but he holds onto her shirt. Mm. There's a couple of kicks until she eventually kicks him off the train completely, just as the conductor arrives. He takes her to safety as we see the killer is managing to hold onto the train by like a pipe or something mm. like that. His arm looks weird too, like freakishly muscly. Yes. <laughs> Almost like a stunt double. Mm. <laughs> it was one of the pickups they got. <laughs> the only one they could do. They're <laughs> yeah. just like, we just needed like a shot of a pipe. <laughs> the conductor tells them they'll be arriving in about 15 minutes. Alana and Princess Jasmine are left alone, but Princess Jasmine quickly leaves. I can't remember why. I don't think it fucking matters at this point. The killer's mask appears outside the window crawling down to where Alana is. Mm. So he's like climbed, I guess, along the outside of the train. The door creaks open and it's Princess Jasmine. She's back. And they decide to head into the next cart where everyone else is. But the killer follows them. Uncle Sam appears to help Alana along the cart to where the others are. The conductor and Charlie sees the light on the station ahead. So we're almost there. Thank fuck. Charlie heads back to start writing a report, he says. God, eh? (laughs) Alana stands alone at the back of the train, and as she goes back inside, she's in the magician's room. She finds a scrapbook, a scrapbook, and a. As she's looking through the scrapbook, a box. A a box in, like, the middle of the room falls open Mm. and reveals the magician's body. He's been dead. He's been sorted. He's been sorted. In the box. Alana runs to the staff cart and finds Charlie telling him that the magician is dead, so couldn't have been the killer. But she was calling him Kenny when the killer was attacking her. She was literally yelling Kenny. Kenny. Hmm. That magician's name was Ken. Oh, True, I guess. So I think they think that the magician might have been Ken. Like, Kenny's just calling himself Ken and he's a magician. He Maybe. Looks I don't fucking know. He looks nothing like... Okay, don't whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, she tells she tells Charlie that the magician is dead, so it can't be him. Charlie grabs hold of her hands kind of gruffly, and we get a very cool shot of him, of Charlie lifting his head to reveal that it's not Charlie, it's just a, it's the masked figure. Mm. Just wearing Charlie's clothes. He takes off the mask to reveal gorgeous, luscious ginger locks. <laughs> but also Kenny. Mm. Um, uh, he's been in disguise as the magician's assistant, 
for the whole night. Mm. And I was like, okay, I was half right. I kind of like this as a twist. That it reminded me of like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's what I was saying earlier, is it was like I was looking at the assistant going something not I think that's quite. Not, a, not a woman. It looks really? kind of like a man. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. I was pick- kinda of like looking at it like going, Well, I, I can't really tell, but mm. Something in my brain is going... Not right. Something's yeah. not, not right about that. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> we get the reveal of the ginger hair, and then he pulls off the ginger hair to reveal his normal black hair. I was like, dude, it would have been so much easier just to dye your hair ginger. Like, Anyway, he says Alana hasn't changed. He's watched her fawn over the magician the entire night. He's basically calling her a slut, mm. I think. He mimics the kiss me... That she was doing at the beginning of the movie when she was ushering him over to the bed where the corpse was. Like she did three years ago. They kiss and Kenny has another full-on freak out. Mm -hmm. Again, twirling himself into... Into the walls. Like bouncing off the fucking walls, man. Like It's so bizarre. Weird. And that's that's the thing. Because then my daughter was like, what is that about? And I said, the way I see it is that... He's having like Vietnam flashbacks about yeah, it. It's like he's he's trauma. He's got trauma, and this is and her kissing him this time has given him like a new trauma of the the situation, the, the, the night with the corpse yeah. and everything like that. Right? Okay. Um, and that's why he's gone batshit crazy and throwing himself around the and room. just starts spinning like the clowns from Killer Clowns, right? I suppose. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then this. I got a laugh out of this because suddenly we just see a shovel mm. <laughs> as the conductor swings at, at Kenny. Kenny falls out of the cart into a frozen river below with a very loud it's crunch. Like on a bridge. Yeah, on a like bridge. flies out. And that was like the third best part in that whole fucking movie. I think it's the, it's the crunch because he hits the ice and then sort of rolls into the water. Yeah. So I really like that. <clears throat> that was great. <laughs> that was, and that's what I was saying. That was the only death you saw. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. You're right. 100%. And I do like the sort of unexpected nature of the shovel just appearing <laughs> as the conductor and whacks him. Credits. Yes! <laughs> Kenny falls out of the car into the frozen river below. We see his body kind of float for a couple of seconds. Final shot as the train whistles and rattles along the tracks. Credits. And I went... Well, it sort of faded to black. And I, like, said to my daughter, I was like, that's not the fucking end. And then the credits started, I was, I was like, what the fuck? It just ends there. Yeah. It caught me so off guard. I was like, oh, oh, just, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Even my daughter was like, well, what's, what about everyone else? And I said, it doesn't matter. I was like, <laughs> there's a lot of films in the 80s that once the main bad guy gets killed, the credits start rolling. It just ends. Like it, yeah. And I was like, oh. All the problems were resolved. Yeah. You're like, okay, sure. So that concludes Terror Train 1980. Do you want to give me your rundown for this movie? What did you think, JP? I feel like you really loved this oh, one. fuck, man. I thought it was... <laughs> um, fuck, I just thought it was terrible, to be honest. It was, it's painful. Yeah. Like, just cringe. It was just, like... Boring just, as well. I just couldn't figure out who was who and like what everyone's relationship was and it was like I was just watching it for the sake of just watching (laughs) watching it for this podcast yeah I mean I was in the same boat man because you know this is a cherry pie neither of us had seen this movie before the podcast yeah and this movie just kind of fucking washed over me and I was just like 
and now this is happening, and now this is happening. Oh my god. Because <laughs> there was a one point too where I was like going, is this the actual film or is there another terror train that yeah, I was. I got excited as well because I literally Googled because I was like, oh, we should do like a New Year's movie for New Year's, you know, mm-hmm. holiday special. And I literally just Googled New Year's horror movies and I just took like four or five and I was like, yeah. cool, yeah, sweet, I'll send those. And I was like, uh, you, you said, oh, let's do Terror Train from 1980. And I went, okay, sure, I know what it's about. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, it should be sweet as then. Mm. It's fucking boring. Yeah. The script was kind of shit clunky 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 is the good word for it yeah the acting was okay jamie lee curtis is probably better than most of the other cast yeah i mean um i felt that was it jackson he was quite theatrical but i think Mm. it was like the nature of his character he was kind of like the yeah because he does like toasts and shit like that throughout the movie so Um... ed was fucking annoying (laughs) It was just, it was just such a, um, it's just, it happened. Mm. I couldn't say I watched this movie. It just kind of happened at me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird one, man. Like it's, I, fucking, it's not going to be a, a yearly New Year's watch for me. That's, that's I don't think the, I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, no. Because I feel like there's another Jamie Lee Curtis one. I think it's called Road Games. Right. Um, which I haven't seen. Mm. And again, it's just like now after watching this one, I'm like... Do I do I risk mm. it? But I think Road Games might be like an Australian film that she that she um, starred in. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe worth putting on in the background while you're doing I something could be else. Completely wrong. I'm just going from the cover and possibly the preview I might have watched. Sometime, right. But so um, for your personal enjoyment rating, one being awful, ten being amazing. Where would you scale three. this for yourself? A three. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. I'd say like a four or five at max. Because mm. it's not it's not the most boring horror movie I've seen, but it's pretty close. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It's just like, again, like, I wouldn't watch it again. Nah, wouldn't recommend um, it. Like, not even for like a fun kooky time. Yeah. It's just... It's like, there wasn't enough gore. There wasn't enough violence. There seemed to be too much focus on like, you know, the conductor and all of that. Whereas it's kind of like, you know, what what is this about? It's about a killer that's... A person that's been traumatized going around killing all the people that... That traumatized, yeah. You know, like, I don't give a fuck about the conductor. Like, they should be the the minimal characters that get killed off. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're going to take over a train, fucking kill everyone on it, then you take out the workers first. Yeah. And then you go for your, you know... And also, like, but. like you said, the missing shots and everything like that, where it feels like shit has been missed out, like, mm. not filmed and all that crap. And then also, like, it feels like... They were expecting the mystery of the killer to be present throughout the entire movie, but at no point were you any really like, oh, you know, it could be, it could be this or this. You're always just like, I it's, felt, it's I fucking Kenny. Felt that they, yeah, but there was sort of like moments where a couple of the characters, like even Doc and Mo, said things that were almost like killerish. Oh, okay. Like, um. I can't remember what exactly happened, but I'm pretty sure Mo was like, you know, there won't be a next time or something like right, that. Right, okay. Or, which so kind of made you go, oh, hang on a sec. Uh, is there maybe two it killers? Is. Or, you know, like, is there's, someone in on it? There's never a question that it wasn't Kenny, though. It was just whether or not he was working with someone else. It's just, 
weird that he could go around in all these different costumes, three different fucking costumes, and be the fucking magician's assistant. Yeah. It's almost like somebody must have been helping him. Yeah. I did like the twist that he was the magician's assistant. I thought that was pretty cool. Because that kind of explains how he killed Mo, I guess. True. Because it was just after that trick that he makes the assistant reappear. Mm. So I guess he was he, he was around, ready for that trick, and just killed killed Mo, mm. and then David Copper, Copperfield makes him reappear. So anyway, uh-huh. so we like to give credit where credits due. Is there a particular actor or character actress you'd like to give props to in this train? <laughs> it was a good train. It was a good train. It's a good looking train. The interior was amazing. <laughs> if anyone, the train stole the show, bro. But so restricting with the with the it shots they could use and shit. But it was like you know the Overlook Hotel and The Shining. It was, oh, true. It, it is the star. Yeah. I'm I'm reading The Shining for the first time. Oh, nice. I, I managed to find a hardback copy, and I'm about three quarters of the way through. Yeah. I'm fucking loving it. Oh, it's okay. so well written. Um, I want to give props to Ben Johnson who played the conductor. Oh, I was like, yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job. Hmm. Uh, second would be like Jamie Lee Curtis because I think she does a pretty good job everyone else is like mid mm. I feel that the as well the movie might have been sort of like riding her coattails on her success of Halloween I think going. so because this is what most of the budget probably it's 78 for the original Halloween Something, mm, like something like so that. So this will this will only be a couple of years later. Mm. So it would still be quite early in her career as well. But that was a big film. Was it big at the time? I think so. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then they started doing the sequels. Because mm. the, the original concept for the Halloween was going to be like a different killer it's, every it's year. It's crazy or something like with that. all of those franchise films, like your Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, okay, all the sequels are fucking mental, and some of them are. Just terrible and great yeah. in their own ways, but they all made fucking heaps of money. Yeah, because every year you go see it's the same with like the Saw movies. Yeah, I mean, I told you, me and my partner went and saw went and saw Saw Ten. Yeah, and we're just like, are they good movies? Nah, not really. Do we have a good time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Shit, mm. fuck it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me again, JP. I'm thank sorry it wasn't a better movie, but I couldn't have known. Hey, so. <laughs> you know, it's uh, experience, you know. Exactly. So. Now you can say you've watched Terror Train and yeah. probably won't watch it I'm again. I'm not going to tell anyone other than whoever <laughs> listens to this. Other than whoever's listening. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. This concludes episode 61, Terror Train 1980. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at cherrypophorror. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>